Hey, girl. Hey, Shaquan. Hey. It's been forever. Yes. Welcome. It's been too long. I used to see you every day. Now I haven't seen you in over almost two months. I don't remember the last time we saw each other. I don't either. That's really bad, Shaquan. It is. I'll see you Wednesday, though. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. I think it's it Wednesday. is Wednesday. Okay. Thank you, Rona, for <laughs> not letting me see my birthday. <laughs> um... So what you been up? Well, I, we already know what you've been up to, but what you been up to? How you been? I've been pretty good. Um, okay, I've been pretty good. Okay, that's the textbook answer. It's been up and down. <laughs> <laughs> it's been up and down. Some days I'm like, okay, cool, I'm good, and then other days I'm like, what's the point? It's all just one big day. Just one big old day, just constantly, whatever. You just wake up and do the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. But I'm good today. The sun is out. It is shining, honey. Um, I'm growing some stuff. Um, nice. I got some essential oils in the diffuser. I'm good today. Oh. Nice. What time? Let me see. It's two. It's two forty-three. I had a whole sermon twice today now. So <laughs> I'm good. I'm in my glow, honey. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it so much. Yes. You're growing a human. Hmm. You're growing a whole human. Oh, growing a whole. I am 20 weeks yesterday. Yes. Hey, I'm halfway there. So yes. My baby face. Yes. My baby yes. How are you? I'm cool. Today I'm cool. I'm trying to like every moment I'm at home, I'm trying to be productive, but that's hard. Mm-hmm. Still working, still doing that thing. But um yeah, I'm I'm real good today. I'm happy that we're doing this mm-hmm. today. We're we're recording but we're on Zoom so I get to see your face. So yes. Yes, yes. Good. Um, so what's been going on? I know everybody is talking about this coronavirus <sighs> business. Everybody. Everybody and they mama. <laughs> okay. And this is like, um I kind of feel like we should touch on it, but not in the same way. So we're not regurgitating the same information. I agree. Because it just becomes real heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this this episode today, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but we're also going to talk more about ways to take care of ourselves emotionally mm-hmm. and physically um, and during this time, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Mentally, most importantly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's yes. the biggest piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. How it? How um? What has this time like? I know you've been in the house a lot. We've all been in the house a lot. But what has this time um brought up for you in terms of what? What are some things you'd like to accomplish, girl? So honestly, <laughs> let me be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be really upfront about it. So the first maybe 
No, 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 no. Hold on. I started off like, okay, boom. I have all this extra time. I bought this sewing machine. I don't know how many months ago, right? So I'm gonna just, I don't know how to sew at all, period. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to sew. And then uh, a real a real dope sister is holding um, the online sewing class. Did you see that? You said, yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, she's doing an online sewing class. So uh, I did that for a little bit. It's still not coming to me naturally, right? And so, um, I was trying to make some mask, right? And so, um, I got kind of frustrated with that. So I set that back down and put it back to the side. And then for maybe like a week or two, I was just like, I was stuck in that hole. Like, it's just one big day, like blah, 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 whatever. And um, so I was like kind of, maybe in a little bit of a funk, a little bit. But um, then, I don't know what turned it for me. But anyway, so um, I don't know. I've been researching like how to, I wanted to do a plot this year, like a garden plot this year. But um, for, <laughs> due to current circumstances, I haven't been able to. So um, I started researching like how I can have like an indoor garden because we're in an apartment. So I don't have like a front porch. My back porch is like facing the alley and that would be the south facing um, sunlight that I could use. But since it's facing the alley, like the buildings kind of block the sunlight and everything. So I've just been really researching what I needed to do to have an indoor garden. So um, I started all of, I planted the seeds. We planted the seeds last week. I posted a little bit about it on Facebook. We planted the seeds last week, but um, I Noticed that the seedlings weren't like thriving, so I went and picked up some stuff uh, yesterday, actually, to um, like grow light and whatnot, so that I could just move everything to one space and um, really focus on it there. So that really, I'm super excited about that, and it put me like in a really good mood to be able to see something that I, well, that we, me and uh, me and Gavin started um, together. And to just see it grow, like I look at it every day. I think I check it probably <laughs> at least five times a day. Love it. Yes. And so wherever, whenever I go and I see another seedling popped up, I'm like, oh my God, Gavin. So then we're over there counting, like, and I'm like, how many was it earlier? How many is it now? Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I would say what it has highlighted for me is. really digging in and um, researching and understanding how we can be less reliant on, um, more self-reliant, I'll just say that, more self-reliant. Um, yeah, so um, growing my own food, of course, is a part of that. And then also, like I was telling you earlier, because um, I think it all kind of goes, it flows together, um, that I pulled out the book. What is the name of the book? 400 years. Working the roots. Yeah, working the roots. Over 400 years of traditional African American healing. Um, so then I pulled that out yesterday. And. By yeah, by, by Michelle E. Lee. Um, I posted it on my Instagram yeah, yesterday. Um, but um, just figuring out, like, or not figuring out, just. Um, 
looking into different ways that we can heal ourselves. So again, we can be more self-reliant. Um, and I feel like that goes hand in hand with me being able to grow my own herbs um, or and making my own medicines. So yeah, that's what it highlighted for me. How I need to do the work and um, look within and do and just focus on ways that I can um, sustain myself and my family during these trying times without having to rely on <laughs> the grocery store or the government or whatever. Um, right. So, yeah. Yes, girl. All right. I love it. I love it. I, and that's so, it's so... Um timely right because mm-hmm. that's what y'all talking about yesterday and it's so funny when i went on facebook today mm-hmm. it showed a memory um from 2013 like this what i was doing this day 2013 and we had just came from the library and we got two african um graphic novels and a homesteading book and so i was like oh that's so crazy that them popped up today because <laughs> i just got them talking to you about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's so dope. We have yet to put our seeds in. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the um, angst I have about today. Because that's what, what we're going to do later on when we all. It's good. And it's a beautiful day right. to do it today, too. It is, right? It's mm-hmm. real nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yes. So what has this time highlighted for you? Okay. I couldn't remember what the question In terms of what you want to accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> It has brought up for me a, a bunch of stuff. Um, as you already know, but I don't know if the people know, I do, I still, you know, I'm still seeing people, even though we've had changes to how we're seeing people and essentially where we're seeing people, like I'm still going to work. But it's so one of the things that has brought up to, to me there's a lot of um, surrendering, not like mm. surrendering to Corona per se, but like surrendering to that things are not going to always look as how I plan, right? Especially mm-hmm. with these children being at home, especially with their assignments and homeschooling and things like that, that we're just kind of like going with the flow and slowing down our daily lives to try to create our own um, flow within the house and so that has been really good mm-hmm. we have been home a lot which has been excellent yes. and um, also it has being home a lot of course makes you uh, tend to your home right so I'm like mm-hmm. getting rid of stuff cleaning up stuff and finding things that used to really like bring me joy so I found a uh, manuscript that I started before I even had kids about my family's history but it's kind of like a historical fiction right so it's based on true things that has happened in my family but it's a, a fiction mm. so I texted you remember I texted you the other day I was like yo I'm gonna finish this book mm-hmm. so y'all might see it in <laughs> 10 years <laughs> but I'm gonna keep doing the research and finish finish this, this book <laughs> okay so that's that's what I've been like how can I find joy I put out some stuff to paint with 
I pulled out, like you, I pulled out our, our sewing machine, like just finding things that I really enjoy doing and then like trying to share that with the, the youth them. Okay. That's exciting. Oh, you know, one more thing I just realized this morning. So I got like a shelf to put the seedlings and everything on. Um, so I have an extra shelf. And now I have a place where I can finally put up my altar. Because remember, I, I, was, I said I couldn't find a spot for it. Yes. Yes. I want to put up my altar today, girl. <laughs> because you. But yes, I'm going to put up my altar later. Yes, I love that. Ooh, I'm so excited. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Yay. Um. And this is like. You're like me. Like, we always, I'm sorry, I'm eating cantaloupe. Uh-uh, it's fine. <laughs> We're always revering, like, our people and mm-hmm. our ancestors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this time, I has also, like, brought back a lot of memories of, like, what home means. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what that is, has always been essential to my upbringing in my home is to have that, like, ancestral reverence in the crib like very prominent and so yeah i agree and it ain't no time like now to put up altars mm-hmm. right right I, they're covering us we're gonna get we're gonna be all oh, right Shay. yes i'm excited girl yeah. uh, on that note what are we talking about we ta- are we talking about why are we doing it Um, have you seen the meme meme was like it ain't nothing but a black person to like nickname the nickname you know everyone calls it rona and now people are calling it roro roro you the first person i heard heard call it roro oh for real Mm -hmm. (laughs) roro i'm like she she don't bring them roro shoes in the house Oh my goodness. Baby, I'm sad, honey. Yes. Yes. So we know that um in the news and on social media, especially in the birth community, um, it's a lot of talk about how coronavirus is uh affecting um pregnant women, pregnant pregnant folks, um, who decide to birth in the um or who have no option but to birth in the hospital setting um and uh what better way or who better <laughs> to talk about what it actually what is actually going on and what to actually expect um than a midwife so <laughs> there's no speculation no misinformation this is all like first a first-hand account or first-hand experience so what 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 are you seeing? Right. It's so interesting because we're practicing in a way now that I think um, midwives are innately trained to practice. Like we mm. are in many places, like the primary care provider, the rural um, quote unquote doctor, the the person that 
sees everyone in the family just because there is no other person to see these people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about, like, midwives back in the day, how, like, we saw the births and we saw everybody else in the family, the mm-hmm. sick babies, you know, here's something to give your husband to get him through whatever he's getting through so he can see his doctor. So that was us. And so I feel like now, especially in a place like where I work at, where there's a lot of collaboration with doctors mm-hmm. and um oh and, and, and but it's also a time where how we're used to practicing where we spend a lot of time with people or um doing that hard work we're not able to do as much as that because we want to get people in and out of the clinic for example mm-hmm. or we want to have your prenatal visit over the phone for example like none of these things are um really how we're used to practicing but i think I don't know. I could be wrong. I think people appreciate it because it's something that we don't want. Like, we want to take, we want you to be safe. We don't want you to come in into the clinic to have a conversation and we can just talk over the phone or um, things like that. I don't know if that, that's making any sense. No, it does. Yeah, that's the, fir- the first thing, how we've had to be creative and how we're seeing people. Seeing people. Um. The CDC hasn't recognized like pregnant folks as being vulnerable to mm-hmm. coronavirus, but we know that um, pregnant people are vulnerable to other viral diseases and um, respiratory diseases. So why wouldn't they be just as vulnerable to corona? So that's how we've been approaching mm-hmm. care with pregnant people. So we kind of reduced or like changed the prenatal care scheduling because you know in the beginning you would see your midwife every four weeks and then 28 weeks every two weeks and 36 weeks every week what we're doing now is kind of like alternating those office visits where we'll see you at 12 weeks and if necessary if you or desired you get your ultrasound and your lab work and we'll see you again at um in some cases like 24 weeks but in between there we've had two or three phone conversations mm-hmm. or you know you, you can always reach out and talk to the midwife and things like that so that's been real interesting because I love to see people in clinic and I haven't been doing a lot of that just because of Robo thanks to Robo <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that's been really different and then outside of that like in hospital from the patient what it sounds like it's kind of daunting so let's say someone is in labor and they need to come in uh, they get screened in the ER they get their temperature taken and assessed and before they can even get to the floor they're like screened for any symptoms their partner is screened for symptoms luckily I work in a place that is still allowing um, one visitor mm-hmm. and it's still allowing doulas. So all of those people get screened. And if anyone's sick, unfortunately, they go home, um, which is sad, but it's also to protect other people from getting sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Shaquan. And after that, like, everyone has a mask, which is weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it's just weird because now I don't see people's facial expressions. Yeah. People don't know what I look like. You know, it's just, a strange thing mm-hmm. you know i used to like hug people at prenatal visits but now i'm barely having prenatal visits and i'm 
not supposed to be hugging. <laughs> you know, like, it's so weird. It's so different. Yeah. But then, you know, in labor, pretty much everything is the same except for wearing facial masks. Oh, um, some things that are different, though, like in terms of uh, pain management. Like, we are not doing the nitrous oxides. Nitrous oh. oxide because it's an aerosolizing procedure oh, right okay. so that's that's reducing the amount of choices that people have in terms of managed pain if they don't want epidurals that's mm-hmm. that um the flip side is that we are still doing the flip side is that we are still providing water birth so that that's good. okay that's good um yeah that's really good mm-hmm. so i mean other than that, like people can come in their rooms if they're in the hallways, they have to wear masks. They don't have to wear masks in the room. Oh. Um, you'll have your one person there who will be there until your discharge, right? So like, you, oh, saying... you have to wear your mask okay. in the hallway. You don't have to have it in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, your your guests. So that's another thing that's different. Your guests before you would have multiple guests that could um, sometimes come in and out, right? Your granny wants to come up in some places. Your, your, the father of the child wants to come up, and then sometimes people switch in and out. But now you have one guest who comes in and stays with you throughout the whole labor and then the duration of your postpartum and leaves when you discharge. So that literally means they cannot leave. Like, they can't go down to the cafeteria. They, they can't go down to pick up DoorDash. They're like, you're there on the unit. Until it's time to go. So how do they eat? They get a complimentary plate from the cafeteria. (laughs) So they have three meals a day. And we tell them to bring snacks. Bring food before you come. Mm. Stop and get your Popeyes before Before you get there. Because you're not not leaving. You're not leaving. It makes sense though. Yeah. Um... And that I think that's been the biggest thing because we like to eat and we like good food. Mm-hmm. And if you're stuck in the hospital mm-hmm. for a few days, that can that can be like crazy making, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. But you know the the nurses I work with are nice. They offer to go pick up people's DoorDash and they'll like uh-huh. run downstairs or you know coordinate it when they have a break so that the food comes. Like that's nice. Are like. Yeah, people are helping people get through. And the same with the doula situation. The doula needs to be there when the person who's having the baby mm-hmm. needs them. So mm-hmm. being in active labor is subjective. So mm-hmm. if I feel like my patient is in active labor, mm-hmm. I say the doula can come. And the doula comes. So like okay. I don't. It's not. It's very arbitrary. You know. Mm. And it's. Uh, it's. It's. I think it's counterintuitive to think of a doula coming to support somebody in this particular time that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like doulas are to be available when the person feels like they need they them. They need so. them, yeah. So this, yeah. Um, one question that this just brought up for me, because I know as a doula, um, I personally encourage my, my, my uh, clients to labor at home as long as possible. Um, so with, um, I guess these new, (laughs) 
um, changes at the hospital, like, is that still encouraged or, or, okay. 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 Yeah. So it's not like a lengthier process getting checked in when you get there and everything. Right. It's like, um, what, just a couple situations, like, you know how before, well, I'm saying, you know, like, people will be like, well, I think I'm having a contraction, or, you know, I think I've had contraction for the last four hours. Let me go to the hospital and see what's going on. Yeah, no, I know that. I'll be like, I'll be like, call me <laughs> when you start seeing, like, blood control. Okay. Or if you do come in, if, like, you really, you really think this is it, we've talked in the conversation, you can't take it no more. You come in, and you're still, you're not, like... In labor, I'm mm-hmm. gonna take home. So people don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like not really contracting, like you don't need to be in the hospital. Exactly. You want to spend as the least amount of time possible in the hospital. Right. So that makes sense. Right. So ideally, you would labor at home as long as possible. Your doula would be laboring with you, hopefully, and then you all could just head to the hospital together once you're in active right. labor. Right, absolutely. And that's the other thing. That's one of the big things that I think right now is going to show people how valuable, like, doulas are, how valuable we can trust, like, an out-of-hospital system, mm-hmm. how, you know, all of these things are coming into light. Mm-hmm. And I've even talked to, like, sister midwives who are like, yo, like, I wish people knew that before because we could be making a living. And I hope that people hold fast to these ideas yeah. of like these alternative burden ideas yeah. once Corona has passed because it doesn't need to be in case of emergency resort. Mm-hmm. It could be the norm, you know, right. and so that I think that's. Yeah. And then the hospital could be reserved for true medical emergencies. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I think it could be um, postpartum kind of looks different, you know. I think this is kind of across the board. If someone has a C-section, they stay there for a couple of days, mm-hmm. two to three days. If somebody has a vaginal delivery, they'll stay there a couple of days. Now we're like, you can go home, you know? At the have an early office visit, which makes a whole lot of sense. So are you guys yeah. saying you can go home after 24 hours or like what? Are you... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Month, you know, once, once you've been there a day mm-hmm. and baby's okay, you're okay. You have your office visit for, you know, in a couple of days, you can definitely just go home because you're there basically with only one person or maybe that one person has had to go now because they have to go to work and they can't, they literally can't be in the hospital anymore. Just go home to your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I have one other question. I don't know if it's a little too controversial, <laughs> but, um... So, what are you guys doing in the event that um, a birthing person is showing, like, symptoms? Or if they, when you test them, um, or when you screen them, rather, if um, it comes back, like, positive, are you guys separating the baby or are you still letting the baby room in? And that is, I feel like that kind of information is changing, like, every day. Mm-hmm. We are... Um, <clears throat> Be it, whether someone is like what we call like a person under investigation, so maybe they've been in contact with somebody 
or maybe they like develop a fever in the labor, which doesn't necessarily mean COVID, but you can't rule out, you know, without it. Um, mm-hmm. We will test all of those people, but those results don't come back in a couple of days. Yeah. Granted that they have somebody with them, so like maybe their doula can stay, or maybe their partner is staying. We don't separate the baby. Oh, that's Good. Yeah. Yeah. We teach that you know when you're nursing or you're feeding, you're wearing a mask, mm-hmm. you're washing your hands, um, you're social distancing, which is hard, you know, with a newborn. Mm-hmm. That's why it's really good to have someone else there. Yeah. Because you know that that person can help with that, uh, like primary care of the baby. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense, like diaper changing and can help console baby and. Yeah. You know, babies eat all the time, so baby's going to be with the person who's feeding them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And we do rooming in anyway, and so those babies would, would still be in the room. It's so it gets a little trickier. Yeah, it gets a little trickier if that person is there by themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, for the primary care and, like, diapering and all that stuff has to be done by one of the nurses, and so that's usually not in the room. But then they baby is back and forth constantly because baby has to oh. eat. So the baby goes back to the person who gave birth and then comes back to the nursery. Um, and then we're getting them home as soon as possible. And at home, of course, they're not going to be separated. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only seen that once because unfortunately that person didn't have anyone with them for the, the labor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think um, it's really... I think it's really dope that you guys are not separating the baby because I've seen, I try not to take in too much of this information, but I did see a Facebook post in a group the, uh, the other day that said, um, a pregnant person said that their doctor told them that if they show any symptoms, um, then they're going to separate the baby. And that's really unfortunate <laughs> that um, that's the go-to. Um, it is. So, yeah. And I think it's more of like, um, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember what TC says about it, but I think it's more of like a place of unknown because we don't mm. know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. The CDC. Like if someone is sick and pregnant, is it transmitted? I mean, we've talked about that. Is it transmitted vertically? Is yeah. it transmitted like when babies come out? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, so just being precautious, some of the things that, um, we just actually printed up these things at work mm-hmm. to give patients about like exposure and caring for your, your baby dur- during COVID-19. Can I, can I read just a little bit of that? Of course. Okay. Um, number one, don't place a surgical mask over baby's face. Mm-hmm. Babies aren't strong enough to change positions if they're having a hard time breathing like they can't remove the mask Mm -hmm. so they say um i think i read somewhere anyone under the age of three should not be wearing a mask don't quote me but um because i don't remember the exact thing that i read i'll try to find it and put in the show notes but basically um they can't remove it themselves Mm -hmm. then they don't need to have the mask on their face yeah um you want to wash your hands for 20 seconds before holding baby and wear a mask if you feel you have any symptoms or are feeling sick. 
of course, stay at home as possible, which we should be doing anyway postpartum. <laughs> we should not be in these streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with newborn babies, like, you need to stay home. Um, if people need to go out, like, to their provider, you can place a blanket loosely over the baby's car seat or stroller, but never over the baby. Um, Babies should be introduced to symptom-free immediate family, and they should uh, be wearing a mask and have washed their hands. Mm-hmm. But it, like self-quarantining, people need to just really understand that they might have to wait to meet baby, you mm-hmm. know, and that they should not be coming to the house. You could call me on Messenger. <laughs> you could FaceTime me. Exactly. <laughs> but don't show exactly. up over here, honey. <laughs> Exactly. Um, if, and I put on my Instagram the other day how uh, it's so hard to socially distance mm-hmm. when you live with a bunch of other people. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of socially distant, here come my baby. Come here now. <laughs> so it's hard to do that. So what happens if you live in a house with a bunch of other people and somebody feels sick? Yeah. So it's hard for people to self-isolate because we're living in these like small spaces with our families or other people. Mm-hmm. So if you, if someone lives with someone um, who is starting to have symptoms or is sick, you want to keep the baby separated if possible. Um, you can, people are being real creative, like you can pump and have the healthy person give the baby milk or um, like I said, just have someone help care for the baby mm-hmm. if you're unable to um perform good hand hygiene wear a mask uh whenever near the baby and then definitely call um your provider or try to figure out a way to get tested if if you can um, and then this other one is really really good it talks about breastfeeding and then same thing you want to make sure washing your hands if you're using a pump make sure to disinfect the pump each time try not to cough or sneeze on the pump and then clean the outside of the breast pump before being used so those are the like ones i thought were really really good mm-hmm. okay yeah some people have asked me like can covid 19 get in milk and it's like not known for sure mm-hmm. uh there are very few studies on the topic um and then uh, however, the virus, I'm going to read it exactly what it says. However, any virus that makes its way into the mother's bloodstream causes the mother to make very specific types of protection um, that fight these viruses. So these am- antibodies pass into the mother's milk. So in the unlikely event that the virus is transferred in the milk, so are the antibodies that even the most modern medicines cannot provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I love these. These are like very reassuring. Um, and really have more of that positive light that we can yeah. do this we can persevere as opposed to like just living in fear and being yeah told that you know this is gonna bring more barriers to us having the kind of births and postpartum that we really want i love that you said that because hopefully that's what i want that's what i envision um when we talked about this episode when we did the planning for the episode is more ways that we can talk about how we can persevere versus having that mm-hmm. um, um, fear-based mentality. Um, yeah, I don't want to center anything around that because we got enough of that. So, <laughs> so 
I love that you brought that up. Oh, yay. Hey. <laughs> I still think it's possible, you know, and like we people are like have been contacting the birth center a lot to transfer care. It's been mm-hmm. really, really a blessing to um this out of hospital trend. I just really hope it keeps it, it keeps up. Okay. And you know, another question that I had now that you brought it up. So with because you know how the birth center has certain certain like stipulations. <laughs> Um, in regards to being able to, um, to have your baby there. So have they like relaxed on some of those stipulations or is everything still the same? Uh, things are the same because it's the state that makes those requirements. Oh. Like you get licensed. Okay. And like, uh, camera, like when the state approves, mm-hmm. um, the person, like they, there are things that they have to do. But other than that, I mean, the ABC room in the hospital is still an option. Mm-hmm. So people have, who are meeting those criteria, have been able to get in really quickly. Like, and, and it's the birth center, because I know um, there's been an increase in people wanting a home birth or like a birth center birth, period. And so I know like a, home, a lot of home birth practices are um, at their max. Um, for births yeah. for the next couple of months, are you guys still accepting new, new, new client, new patients? Yeah, the birth centers—they're taking new patients. Yeah. That is such that's that's really exciting to hear. It's great. Yes. And I love it because the do the thing is a really, really, really big deal. I was talking to mm-hmm. um. Someone, I'm not gonna put them on blast, but I was complaining. I was like, you know, yo, with this corona, they are not letting people have certain hospitals are not letting people have guests out. Sorry, <laughs> guests or doulas um, while they deliver. And the person said to me, they're like, oh, I didn't know that was strange. I didn't have anybody there when I delivered my baby. I felt so bad. I was like, no, that is strange. Yeah. People are supposed to be there. Like, that's in our DNA. Like, Yeah. Like, they were alone when they had their baby? Yeah. Oh. I don't know, honey. It was a whole... <laughs> it was a whole event. <laughs> I didn't have a doula, but, baby, I had friends and cousins and aunties. My daddy. Girl, everybody was there. <laughs> I was like, no, people need people. Yes. Yes. It was a um, it was an older person I was talking to, so it just made me really sad how like mm-hmm. looking at the medical system, how they like took our black midwives, they took community out of birth, you know, put everything in the hospital, and then that is like our new norm. So yeah, Corona is really showing us how we can rewrite that history. hmm hmm And I think, um, as we always are, we've been really resilient <laughs> um, <laughs> in these times. So we've been really um, creative in coming up with the ways that we can still support each other, uh, and especially um, birthing families um, in the midst of all this craziness. So 
okay, if I can't be there, then <laughs> take that smartphone and call me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be there one way or the other. Um, so I, I imagine the virtual doula business exploding. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. I am sure. So yeah. Um. So I mean, even in the midst of all this craziness. There's still some um, some positivity wrapped up in there, so right. I'm excited. And there's still people that are like, I've seen doulas like coming to the hospital with their mask on mm-hmm. and their um, like ice buckets picking up placentas. Like people are yes. doulas are working. <laughs> okay. <We're> working. <laughs> I'm finna support you. I don't know what they talking about, but I'm here to support, honey. What is they talking about? <laughs> Exactly. Like I don't, I don't know none about this robot, but I'm gonna get okay. Like postpartum. Yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> you are the bomb. You are girl. You. No, you are the bomb. You ain't here growing a whole human <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. Like I just be thinking about you so much. Really. <laughs> thinking about you so much and thinking about your kindred people having babies right now. I just, I can't even imagine. Um, I think I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like, um, like not in touch or in tune. But I think (laughs) for me, it's like, um, really important for people who are um, with child, expecting, pregnant, um, to have, to be grounded in a state of, um, in a state of, uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Right, I'm trying to find a better way to say it, but um, huh? I hear that. Oh, because you know it's been like kind of trendy to have like that that whole that that mind state or like that mentality of being unbothered. But you literally, that's literally the attitude that you have to take on because you can't let all of this fear mongering and whatnot get to you because like you said, like you're growing a whole human and we already know, and we've talked about on past episodes, how, um, how trauma, um, is passed on, um, through the womb and I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to pass that on. It can be something that I um, speak with them about um, when they're old enough to understand what they were, um, what they lived through, even though they they don't they wouldn't like here physically, but what they lived through because they were still in 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 my womb growing. But um, I don't want it to be something that I pass on. Because I'm taking in all of this 
information and um, fear mongering. So I've just been really tuning a lot of things out and um, finding ways to cultivate um, a peaceful environment um, within and within my household. And um, it's not easy. Um, It's something that you definitely... (laughs) You definitely had to be very intentional about, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. So I mean, and I'm an Aquarius anyway, you know, we're aloof and yes. <laughs> yeah, in our, yeah, in our own little world. So I've just been 10 times that, um, since all of this started going on like i don't watch the news anyway gavin gavin will watch the news girl he found out how to watch the news on his tv i'm like gavin no (laughs) um um but yeah so just finding ways to cultivate peace within and within your household in spite of all that's going on i think that's really important for pregnant folks she says you're going i think you're so right i really do that's why I know this episode is going to be like right on time for people who are tired of hearing the fear and the, the hopelessness. Mm-hmm. going to want to hear how they can explore ways to like take care of themselves during this time. Mm-hmm. And each other, of course. Mm-hmm. We're at home. We're, we're isolating, but we're not in isolation. Exactly. Yes. We're isolated, but we're not in isolation. Girl, come through. Ganja goddess, yes. Healing with ganja goddess. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll yes. take it. And when I say I get it from my mom, I'm also referring to her because she is my biological century 
I'm from five generations of midwives and five generations of bootleggers. Mm. So what I do, I come to it naturally. It's the family business. I'm an herbalist. I'm not a person who, well, in my 20s, I smoked quite a bit, but I became a person who was concerned about breast cancer. And my very dearest friend got breast cancer. And I said, I know how to do this. So as a person who did not smoke, but I know about the people who smoke, I became a cannabis goddess. I love that. A cannabis educator and a cannabis healer, particularly dealing with pain. And then I had to look at my, in my books, and I realized in my 20s, I didn't believe in medicine, and I only did herbal healing. Mm-hmm. And I, that's because I couldn't afford health insurance in my 20s. Mm-hmm. But I did not really think of myself as an herbalist, even though I'm from those people that delivered babies there and, and made soap in a big cauldron in the front yard. When I, when I knew that, I knew, and there would be, like my mother would do this funny kind of soap making. And there were herbs you were supposed to drink if you were sick. I did not think of that as being an herbalist, but our medicine was originally herbs because we couldn't afford doctors. Mm -hmm. So my business now, I make soap. I make cannabis cream for pain. I also use it in conjunction with many other herbs. So I make a sleep potion, a general wellness potion, I do an elderberry immune booster. Um, I make a variety of products. I'm trying to stay within the law, trying to stay within the law. But um, I got really concerned with Miss Coronavirus because I realized that I was back to the place I was in in my 20s where a lot of people don't have medicine. And it became a part of my mission to figure out how I could serve. How could I serve? And I always want to serve as an artist first. So I started a 10-day, because we didn't know how long Miss Corona was going to last. I didn't know it was going to be a lifetime. But um, I started a 10-day pep talk tools to survive the corona virus maybe would you like to hear what those tools are yes is that good okay all right so i'll get to that reverend is preaching it's sunday i, I give my i have license on sunday um, <laughs> i forgot in your introduction to say that you are the family griot and jolly and the storyteller <laughs> so you're in for a treat well what i loved when you introduced yourself in the writing group is you called yourself a storyteller and that made me so proud i thought wow yes because stories because the stories don't just belong to me it's it's in our genes i'm from master storytellers i'm from the storytellers that because we didn't have tv I know that's hard to believe, but there wasn't much on TV. Still, as far as I'm concerned, there's not much on TV. But in the summer, you would sit out on the porch and you they would tell stories. And sometimes it would be the same stories over and over. And it 
be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know about Aunt Isol hitting Uncle Clarence up and then he rolled down the stairs. And car, because we used to, there was pre-seat belts, right? A lot of people rode in the car. We rode to Washington, D.C. We heard Martin Luther King have a dream. We heard the speech. And I tell people that, and they go, really? Yes, I was really there. We marched. We did civil rights marches. We went to the South. We marched in Chicago. We mar- that's, who, that's who our family were, movement people. Then there was the Black Power Movement. Then there was the big Vietnam anti-war movement, which took disproportionate numbers of Black people were killed in the Vietnam War. Um, then there was the gay movement and the women's movement and another, the Gulf War movements that all of those t- things came and went and we didn't, I didn't chronicle them. Maybe some people wrote about them, but I didn't chronicle them. And for me, it became really important, especially when they said they were coming for black people. I should chronicle. We should all chronicle what this time was like. This is a very specific time where they told us to stay inside, that we didn't know what we could tell. We wear masks, we wear gloves, we stand in lines to go in stores. So I'm urging all of you to take pictures and to write it down. You don't have to write like volumes, but you should record it because it's a particular time. And it's a particular time they're coming for black people again, even though they don't know where the virus came from and so whatever, you know, we can't separate truth from, from not, you know, we don't know, but we do know that we're dying disproportionately. Mm-hmm. And it's important that this is not the first time they come for us. You understand? I, I take it personally. I, I take it personally. So, one of the things that I try to do as Auntie Abby's apothecary is to build into the line anxiety and stress relievers. So I have a stress formula. I have a peaceful home room spray, which has lavender and what, you know, and other essential oils to bring peace in the home and the peace and the peaceful internal herbs that you can take, all these are nature's gifts that we can use. And when you have anxiety, CBD is really great for, you know, to be the ganja goddess. I don't know about that. But there's some things that I had to learn about it. There's some things I had to learn about cannabis other than getting high. You know, I had to learn about the medicine. And right now I am about the medicine. I'm about anxiety relief. I'm about pain relief. And I'm about inner peace. Because if we don't have, and most importantly, about gratitude. Because we are the ones who are living inside. I'm grateful. You understand? San Francisco has a huge homeless population. And it has huge, so Corona comes down to who's unhoused, who's housed and who's unhoused. Who has money for treatment? You know, there's an economic thing, too. Who can afford to get treatment and who can't afford to get treatment? So I want to give you my corona tips. And then I want to do a meditation. Do you do you have any questions? Do you want to ask me any questions right now before I go? 
before I give you my tips. I don't have I any. I love how you were talking about the disparities and how mm-hmm. Corona has a set of particular mm-hmm. folks that it's coming for. That's that's yeah. real. I think a lot of people don't believe that. I don't know why. I, I believe it. I believe it because I think they've now, I think that's why they can lay back on the testing. Instead of oh, killing black people, we don't want that. It's killing undesirables. Mm-hmm. We are undesirable. Unhoused people are undesirable. Mm. And that is so, that's so heartbreaking that nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Mm. You, you know, you send us to war, we're killed. We're, we're killed on the streets. Our young people are killed on the streets. You, you know, we're, it's always this thing. And that's why we're such a phenomenal people, those of us that survive, because we've seen everything and been through everything. Mm -hmm. All right. That was Reverend. That was the Reverend part. Reverend stepping back. All right. (laughs) Corona trip. Corona tips. (laughs) Breathe deeply. Please take a deep breath right now. Whenever you find yourself in some kind of sadness or panic because sometimes i wake up and i'm in tears like oh and that's hard for me because i didn't learn i learned how to cry at 45 because it was not something i did so for me every time i have tears i i have gratitude for it because i didn't think i i had it in me but this is overwhelming it's overwhelming that we are dying and that the number of people have died, that I feel it all over. That's just me. I can feel it happening all over the earth. And when they said in Africa, if it takes off, millions of people will die. That's millions more of our people who will die. That makes me weep and very sad. So when I'm in that place, if I'm watching the news, turn off the MFing news. Turn it off. Take a deep breath, please, right now. My first tip 15 minutes minimum every day to meditate. I saw on Audible, I listened to books. Audible.com has free things for people who can't sleep. And one of them is a meditation by P. Diddy. He does not rock my world, but uh, (laughs) he don't rock my world. But I was glad to see he embraced it. And maybe if other people listen to him, if they listen to him, if our people listen to him, this is good. He has some good information, but it would, you know, he's not for me, but there's several other people. I'm hating on a brother. I love that he did it. I love that's community service. Mm -hmm. That's more community service than, you know, than could be expected. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they have a a group of free people who do meditation from sound meditation to, you know, visualization. And it's free right now on audible.com for everyone. 15 minutes to meditate and or pray. And now I can't say what gods you pray to, or if you don't believe in God, maybe just the earth itself, that you pray that the earth can heal itself. Like whatever it is, meditation is this place. Give yourself 15 minutes minimum, once a day. 
walk around the block. Put your mask on, walk around the block. Move it or lose it. Because, you know, as my brother Jerome said, he was having trouble keeping social distance from the refrigerator. (laughs) I am having some trouble keeping social distance from the refrigerator because it's right there. So move it, move it, move it. I also uh, do a Zumba class. My Zumba teacher does it in her house and she puts on some music and we dance. And I never obey the rules. I just listen to the music and just samba or salsa dance, you know, whatever, dance. Okay. Um, And that's the next thing. Put on some soul stirring music, put on some music you like. I like Stevie Wonder, Loves Light and Flight. I love, you know, I love Stevie. I love Marvin. I love all the oldies because I'm old. Y'all might like, you know, you like y'all might like Diddy. <laughs> you like Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Although, I don't know if you think it's danceable. Do you think he's danceable? You're dancing. Know. It's more profound. He's like trying to, mm-hmm. he's trying to heal. Yeah. You know, okay. Listen to some music, dance, dance. Even if you don't feel like it, we all know how to go, you know, something. All right. If you have a car, drive yourself somewhere beautiful. If you're Chicagoans, drive yourself to that beautiful lake, which I thought was an ocean till I knew better. If you don't, if you don't go somewhere beautiful, even if you have to go on your computer and see some nature, they have some beautiful nature shots on the computer. If you live near a park, walk to a park, walk around, come back home. You don't have a car, it's not a problem. Go on the computer, look at pictures of the Grand Canyon. Nature heals even in photographs they found. Um, oh, see, Chicago has the forest preserve, the lake, city parks. The next one. Don't drink and drug alone. Alone. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? That's real. Don't sit up there and get a bottle of wine. You live alone. You're gonna glug, glug, glug. This when this is over, you'll be turn out you'll be a drunk, you'll be at the twelve step meeting. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) And drinking makes you really depressed. It depresses your lungs, it depresses your internal organs. It's not a good look. Drinking Mm. is not a good look. Eat healthy, eat greens, leafy greens. Eat as many vegetables and vegetable combinations as you can. For those of you who eat meat, the meat packing industry is in a crisis. Be a good time to become a vegetarian, but do as you will. But when they said they had to lay up close to Tyson chicken plants because all those people had the corona, I don't want to eat your, I don't want to eat the corona. Do you understand? Even though the stomach acids kill it. Um, get yourself a journal or a pad of paper or whatever, or just whatever loose leaf paper and call it your gratitude journal every night before you go to bed. 10 things you're grateful for. I'm sure you can find 10. At first, I understand when people start doing it, it, they can't think of anything, even if it's you got up you were able to eat today and then describe the meal that you had. You had a roof over your head. The sky 
was blue. It wasn't snowing. Is it still snowing there? Mm-mm. Not today. Not, yeah. not today. Not today. I understand mm-hmm. they have late. They have snow last week. <laughs> I'm so sorry. See, that's why I had to go. I re- <laughs> you know, I love Chicago. I really do. But darling, mommy can't do the snow. Um, <clears throat> gratitude is the most important tool that I've learned every day to be grateful, not just through Corona, but it just transforms your energy. It transforms you, especially if you are feeling bad. Okay. Um, Declutter your house. I can see floor in my house. I ain't seen the floor in this room in over a year. Declutter your house. Declutter. Because you make room, as you get rid of stuff, you make room for new things. You make room for new feelings, new health, new energies. If you get rid of the, I have some shit from 1903. I don't need it anymore. Really examine what you need and what you don't need. And the last thing is, don't isolate yourself. Shaquan, do you live alone? No. Okay. Mm Mm-mm. So one thing that's hard for people who live alone, this is for the people who live alone, it's hard to learn to love your own company. Because mm. some people have to have Gene and Joe, they got to be texting all day, they got to be calling all day, they got to be go inside, check in with yourself. Enjoy the things about yourself as part of your gratitude journal. I have to be careful I don't become a cranky old woman. I noticed that I have some real crankster things <laughs> that, <laughs> that I would have, you know, I would have beat you down if you had told me that, you know, two months ago. But there are some things about my own company that I like. And I live, you know, I live with people, but we have room. See, this is the gratitude part. I'm grateful I can go in. This is my office, and it's a wreck. And it's a way to declutter is to honor yourself and to honor your space. I'm creating a space. So I can come in here and meditate. I can come in here and write my formulations. I can come in here and do Zoom and not have everybody listening to my every word. So it's important that you learn to love yourself and love your own company. Oh, sure. And that's going to take us to meditation. So, there is a woman. Yes. Do you want to break? How much time we got, Shaquan? It's not showing me anymore, but... Oh, you've been upgraded. Unlimited meetings. That's what it says. Oh. Oh, oh awesome. Okay. Okay, good. Thank All you, right. Zoom. All right. So... <laughs> There's a woman, I don't know if you can see, it's probably backwards. It's called the 31-Day Self-Love Challenge with Dr. Roche. She came to my Monday night group. I do a Monday night group for black women and expressive arts. And I don't want to call it group therapy, but it becomes that sometimes. It's a expressive arts support group. And different times speakers come I invite speakers and this woman came to talk about financial wellness and it was really and she gave these little books 
So I really liked what she, I liked what she had to say. And she really helped me. I realized that there were, were people I was giving money to. And I had to really realize I could give that money to myself. And not, you know, that if I want to tithe, I can tithe. If I want to support an organization, I can support an organization. Or I can, and I can pay myself a certain amount. So she introduced that concept of how we do so much out that we can do some things for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So with that thought, I was able to save enough money to go to South Africa because I've never saved anything because I paid myself Mm -hmm. some money. It wasn't a lot and it was over a year. But for me, that was revolutionary because I never saved a quarter. I live paycheck to paycheck. And this is why this corona is so interesting because you might not have a paycheck. Hmm. (laughs) Some people don't have a paycheck. And if you have a paycheck, that's your first gratitude every morning. Mm -hmm. Because things are going to get worse for some people. And you have to be with gratitude for yourself. So I would like for you to close your eyes. I'm not going to make this be real long, but I want you to close your eyes and breathe in and breathe out. On your next breath, breathe in three counts, three, two, one, hold it, three, two, one, exhale, three, two, we're going to do it again. Breathe in. Inhale. Three, two, one. Hold it. Three, two, one. Exhale. Three, two, one. Last time. Inhale. Big. Three, two, one. Hold it. Three, two, one. Exhale, three, two, one. With your eyes still closed, I want you to take a moment and feel your feet. Feel your feet either on the ground or if you're sitting cross-legged, however. Feel your feet. And with your right leg, Feel all the energy going up your right leg and back down. Inhale. Feel your left leg. Inhale. Feel all that energy going into your left leg and exhale. Big inhale in your bottom and your vagina and your uterus and your belly big big inhale and exhale big inhale into your heart and your chest and your lungs big inhale and exhale 
big inhale into your fingers of your right hand and all the way up your arm to your shoulders. Big inhale and exhale. And on your left hand, big inhale in your fingers up your arm all the way up to your shoulders all the way up to your clavicles all the way up and exhale and with your next inhale inhale into your neck and your whole head between your ears and your brain and the top of your head and exhale with your next breath feel your body notice any places that have discomfort or pain and breathe right there to those places and exhale I want you to use this time on this next breath to fill yourself with golden light from all those places you just gave breath to. And I want you to take a moment to appreciate yourself, to appreciate the work that you do, to appreciate the love that you give, to appreciate the help that you give Appreciate yourself. Breathe out and breathe in. I want you to imagine yourself walking, walking through a beautiful meadow filled with wildflowers. And you come across a child and you look at that child and it is you. Breathe. And you know this child is you. You pick up this child and you tell this child, I love you. Let me hear you say it out loud. I love you. I love you. And as you walk, Holding this child, I want you to imagine all the gifts that are there for you to take back with you. Maybe you see the gift of healing. Maybe you see the gift of kindness. Maybe you see the gift of joy. Maybe you give the gift of righteous anger. You pick a fruit from all of these trees and you take them with you and you leave the meadow and come back. Come back. Hold the gifts to you. Put them inside of you. 
the love, the help, the joy, all of it. And say to yourself silently, I love myself. Breathe in, breathe out. Say it to yourself, I love myself. Breathe in, breathe out. I love my feet because they help me walk on the earth. I love my legs, they carry me. I love my womb because it is mine. I love my heart because it's where love comes from. I love my hands for the work they do. I love my mouth so that I may speak the truth. I love my eyes so I can see clearly. I love my ears so I can hear everything and filter out what is negative and does not serve me. I love the top of my head and I open that chakra at the top of my head to let gold and light pour in and replenish me. Breathe in, I love myself. Exhale, I love myself. With each breath, keep filling your body with golden light. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself so I may love you. I love myself so I may love my family. I love myself so I can love my neighborhood. I love myself so I can love my community. Breathe. I love myself so I may love my city. Breathe. I love myself so I may love my state. Breathe. I love myself so I may love my people. Breathe. I love myself so I may love my country and so I may love the world. Breathe. 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 Exhale. Put your hands on your heart and press, beat your chest gently with your hands. Rock yourself back and forth. I love myself. Let me hear you say it out loud. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. With your next breath, come back into the room. I'm going to sing you a song 
and then I'm gone. Now I want to say, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. <laughs> but I want to sing a song, a different song. I'm not, next time you ask me, I'll sing that one. Whatever, whatever I have to sing, please be patient with me. I'm sorry. Then I'll sing the other one. Gavin, sit down. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Please, please, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. When God gets through with me, oh, when God gets through with me, I will turn out. I will be pure gold. Walk in the light, sisters. Thank next you. time I'll sing, next time you do this, just have me come and sing. I want to lift my sisters up. Absolutely. Yes. When you were doing your meditation, I was being grateful for my feet and my legs. I started thinking about grateful for my booty. And some, uh, I got my booty. <laughs> hey, honey, this is how we live. If we didn't have no booty, some some of us didn't live. We lived off that booty. <laughs> we lived off that booty. We might have to live. You know what? We might have to live off of it again. <laughs> so if you, do you have any space to have a garden? Yes. I know you do. Oh, me? Yes. Um, I'm doing an indoor one. Good. Mm -hmm. Grow some food. Yes. All black people have an agricultural background, as you know. <laughs> we have, you know, see, we don't want to call it that. Call it. We don't want to touch that because it's dirty. You better grow you some lettuce and grow you some chard, grow you some collard greens, <laughs> grow you some food. Do you understand? It's important. It's, you know, do it indoors. They have indoor kits. Do it however you need to do it. Because we have to live. Mm -hmm. I need you to live. Okay. So, one quick question we're asking everybody. I'll share on that. Thank you, yes. Auntie for Thank that you. meditation. Shaquan, um, you want to ask the question? Because I don't have it in front of me. Okay. Of course. Sorry. So, um, let me go to my notes. But with all that's going on, um, what has this time highlighted for you in terms of what you would like to accomplish? It's highlighted for me what my purpose is, and then I have to get stay on my purpose. Mm. My purpose is to be a healer. I mm. get it. I always want to run from it. You know, they wanted me. I used to go to those um, those tests, those employment tests to see what your career should be, and they yeah. always come up. You should be a preacher. <laughs> But you know, you can't get away from what you, you know, but it's to be a healer. It's to write. 
and to inspire other people in their writing and to make medicine and to be present. It's really taught me about how to be present and do the work. You know, I'm on my purpose. And sometimes I want that to be other people's purpose, but it's not. So if I can be all mine and then that's good. So that's what this time is. It's given me a lot of alone time. It's given me some time to clean my room. <laughs> it's given me some time to write. It's given me some time to cook, which, you know, I know how to cook. I, I'm not always feeling it, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing to go in my yard and pick some vegetables. It's mm-hmm. a wondrous thing to yeah. be able to eat healthy. I'm not taking it for granted. It's, it's a lot. Some people are not the So, all right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you for I coming in. Ask me to come again life. so I can teach you. I want to lift my sister. I want to teach you that song. Okay. Okay. Because you don't know that song. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Because this is how we survived as a people. Mm-hmm. We were on the boat. Somebody told me that they had found out about what slaves were singing on the boat coming over here. Mm. We know we sang as we picked that cotton mm-hmm. as we cut that cane as we cut that tobacco we sang so you know i hate to tell you i've gone back to negro spirituals there's a whole story i could tell you about that that's what i did in the jail when things were really bad and the red gang was fighting the blue gang and the other gang the over the hill gang, you know there was all beefing i would bust into you know swing low <laughs> <laughs> What saved us? This what saved us. Ain't got long to stay here. These are the songs that saved us. We sang. The Negro spiritual, you know, we want to laugh, call that some old ass music. Honey, that's what we did. So I have to go the old folk way. That's what we did. Y'all better brush up on it. Brush (laughs) up. Brush up. Okay, sisters, I love you. Love we love hey, you back. Kishon, it was lovely to meet you. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you. I, I feel like that's with you too bad. No, absolutely. I took it all in stride. Um, I, need, I could really mess with a, somebody. So I feel like I need to come to San Francisco and sit at your feet. All right, that's yeah. what come needs on, to happen. Come, so I can teach you this medicine. Yes. This medicine is not a And if you're being a doula, that's another kind of medicine. Mm-hmm. Heal our sisters. Let them have these babies safely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, auntie. See you later, auntie. Bye. Okay, y'all. So right now we're going to speak with Nubia Henderson from Kids Jam. Um, So a little bit about Nubia. Um, As a core principal, Nubia teaches that self-love is the foundation for all positive changes in our relationships, um, especially within ourselves and our communities. Activating this principle, she creates space for family yoga and mindfulness practice in underserved communities. After the birth of her daughter, Nubia was really challenged to live her yoga and return to her roots of West African dance, kundalini yoga, and meditation. Her journey of self-love and passion for children led her to create Kids Jam, which is signature child-centered classes combining music and movement with prescriptive techniques and strategies for behavior management for ADD and ADHD, uh, effective parent-child communication, and identifying emotional triggers. Her goal is for families to understand the principles of yoga and use the tools in their daily lives. 
by applying by applying an art integrated approach to sharing the tools of yoga and mindfulness, Nubia encourages her students to live what you love from the inside out. She holds a 200 hour yoga and YOGA for youth certification. Um, so we are so excited to speak with you, Nubia. Thank you for so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, so I, I do have to give a shout out. It's, it's Yoga for Youth. It's with okay. one of our mentors, Krishna Kaur, and it stands for Your Own Greatness Affirmed. Um, but Yoga for Youth is the full name. Okay. Right. Thank so, you. Yes, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> nice. Thank you guys for having me. I'm like really excited. I'm, I'm smiling so much. So yes, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to have you um so where do we begin so we've been talking a lot well this episode um we've been talking about uh rona mm. but not in a way that is like you know spewing facts and things like that that you can find anywhere we're really trying to mm -hmm. focus on how to stay grounded and mm -hmm. centered emotionally and mentally and physically during this time and Shaquana and I wanted to really also include how do we do that with our kids being at home like I don't know yeah. about y'all but my girls are struggling <laughs> they are so over this they are over any meeting that they have to do online they want to see their friends they want to go back to school yeah it's lot to manage you know for a young person and I try not to like yell at them all the time <laughs> that's real that's real because <laughs> I know that they're going through it like I don't know about um Sahara and Gavin like I don't know what y'all are doing with your babies but I just need to figure out a way to you know help them a little bit more mm -hmm. yes so I definitely um I will say I like I want to say I'm a practitioner, right? I'm not a, a master of anything. So I'm definitely sharing resources that I come across, resources mm -hmm. that I practice, and, um, you know, and sharing what works. But I'll definitely say intuitively when this, like, all first happened is I was like, nope, been here, done that. I'm not going to act like this is business as usual. Um, I'm going to take some time and kind of, like, process. And... And I actually wrote a blog post about that. Mm. And doing that, which is actually like, I'm doing it like as we speak, because I work full time outside of Kids Jam. Um, I had to, to take off. I had to take a break because the schedule that I have for Zahara with her dad, in the beginning, it shifted. It shifted to um, like what we have as a 5 to 5 schedule to being like um, week on, week off, a seven day stretch. Um, and now, since this is going on into perpetuity, we went mm -hmm. back to our 525 because seven days is just a long time, you know, for a toddler. But, yeah, the first thing was just to take off. We took off, so or I took off, so that I could um, figure out and process and get a rhythm of what was going on and then set the house up, you know, set her up, set the space up in her room, set me up, you know, figure out the routines and just decide how I was going to work this separate from how my company that I, I named, but I didn't mean to name, you know, <laughs> how they, they want me to kind of function because the two don't necessarily gel together. Right. Um, so 
that was the first thing. And second to that, to be honest, um, we I think we did struggle kind of like in the in the beginning a little bit because you know you're trying to get your kids to listen and follow um, directions or even a routine, but it's so contrary to the one they had. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay. Well, what the heck is this? Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do. This is not, this. we ain't in school. Like, exactly. you know, um, seriously, she's like, this, this is not school. Like, yeah, I might take a nap at school, but this is not school. <laughs> so um, in order to kind of get things on track, I had to acknowledge that settling to her, but kind of how I talked about like setting up our space. Instead of it being like, okay, I just pulled this table over here, you sit up and um, prop this laptop up. I literally like created, she has a desk area. And when it's time for school, she got a little clock. You're going to come here, sit down, you know, do your thing. Um, the other cool part, I guess I would say, is we also have um, a school community that they had a real a good system and they have good relationships with the kids. So even like digitally, they're not um, on the computer for long stretches. They only have school for three days a week or an hour and a half. And then in that time, they have like two breaks that they have. Mm. But that's still her station. She's there. Um, she knows when school starts. She knows how to log in and, uh, you know, go back and forth between each one, each each window that they have to work on. And after that, the transition is to like another area, like a play area. And y'all see these boxes when we on Zoom. There, well, the boxes are in the corner. Mm-hmm. But like she has um, her room, obviously, and our house is kind of tiny. But she has areas where okay, I can flip and jump here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can build there. Or okay, now it's time for me to go outside. She has has um, honestly like a schedule of things that she can do to kind of release energy. So it's not the same school schedule because we can't replicate that, but it's a schedule based off of like preventing cabin fever and stress and anxiety in us, honestly. And like on her needs. But yeah, based on her needs, but also based on my needs, mm-hmm. I, you know, because um, mm-hmm. it's hard. And I think for this time, like when I'm off, it's, it's just hard to be homeschooling and working from home as I think people were saying during the pandemic like it's just team too much it's a lot so I mean it is it's and so I'm just gonna advocate for people taking a break it's necessary to take a break because you gotta step back give yourself some grace give yourself perspective and be like okay this is not normal you know I don't need to be trying to be two people I'm only one person Mm -hmm. um you know, because as, as parents, we naturally have to multitask anyway, but this is literally like team too much. <laughs> um, and I couldn't really, I, I knew it, but I couldn't really see it until I took off. And I was just like, okay, yes, uh, okay. You know, like we're, we're going about our day. I can focus on her. It's cool. Um, but now add work back into the mix and it's just, it's chaotic, it's confusing. And, it, you know, it is anxiety producing in me, which of course is going to feed into the anxiety mm-hmm. our kids already have for not being able to play mm-hmm. and you know and do their normal routine so i really like that too so the same way you have a schedule for her to complete her work that you also built in time for her to play okay so like 
this is the time that I go outside or this is the time that I can go over here and flip and jump or whatever, you know, whatever it is she likes to do. So I really like how you built that in as well. Yeah, honestly, I mean, we all have little kids. I'm Your son is a little bit older, but I still put him in this category. Mm-hmm. Our kids learn best through play anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and in a homeschool environment, I homeschooled Z when she was really little and I, I didn't necessarily get involved in a homeschool network. But from what I hear from people that are homeschooling is they only they concentrate the amount of learning into a couple hours anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. after that, it's really life schooling, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's doing what works for you and your household mm-hmm. um, and incorporating teachable moments into that. But oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I had to because see, y'all see the couch to it. That was like um, jungle gym, and I was like, "See this? No, this is what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna do that." So, and then the, the hamper, I'm, we're not gonna do that. It's wicker. I wanted to laugh. I need to hold the pose, you know. So, so I had nothing. I know what the hamper is. <laughs> it was like that was a hiding spot. I'm like, you know, mommy, I love. We gonna play hide and seek, but not in the hamper. <laughs> So, yeah, so I, in the middle of, like, cleaning up, too, I had a, a extra comforter. And in this time, it's like, where do you put things? If you usually would donate them, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. So that became her, um, you know, it's her fort. It's everything. And um, this may not work in all households. You know, I am a single mom. So Zahara's bed is, uh, she doesn't use it. So that becomes <laughs> the perfect place for her to mm-hmm. lip off. And that's, so that's that area. Because she definitely sleeps with me. Um, and that's when I let ride. Because I remember when I was a little girl, I slept with my mother. And then when I decided I was done with that, I was done. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, no big deal. No judgment. <laughs> None at all. You know, I'm just, because I mean, that may not work for everybody. I know people feel like kids need their own beds. But that was a time where I really had to go back and think, you know, like, why is it that I'm so like, you need to get in your bed. It's like, it, it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. She misses me, and I, I remember doing it as a kid, too, so I, I had to think about that, like, she's going to be all right. So, but to my point, her bed, though, is free and open space. And so, <laughs> in our little tiny um, apartment, it just made it the perfect place for her to kind of, like, let some steam off, and she can jump, all of that. Now, in normal circumstances, clearly, she would not be allowed to be jumped on the bed just free range. I mean, they kids that are going to be kids, but... In this situation, where she may not always be able to get outside, that's her space to be free. So that's that's my for real for real suggestion is to create like these um, these zones where they can play mm. and just kind of um, be free, if you will. Um, what else can I say? I would, I feel like what. Could you guys- what kind of mindfulness activities? But what were you going to say first? I cut you off. Oh, no, I thought I wanted to make sure that I fully answered Shaquan's question. Honestly, when it comes to mindfulness, our kids definitely are going to do whatever they see us doing. So <clears throat> now it's a little bit different because they're with us literally all the time. You know, and as parents, sometimes things happen the night before and things spill over and we might not get to have our quiet time. So we just focus on getting the kids out the door. And then when they leave, we do whatever we need to do. There's no more of that. So now it's, this is our, whatever our schedule is, 
if you can still get up before your kids, I say that's clutch. I happen to be an early person. If you're one that you know to stay late, stay up later, that might be better for you. I right? know. And you text me at six. I was like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Who is up in these hours? And <laughs> I, I get up way before then, but yes. <laughs> So you, you can, but if not, because at one point I would get up at like 4.30 and Z would be waking up and I would be like, why, why, why? <laughs> um, but, I, you know, but I would make it work. So all that to say, whenever you get up, if you need those moments of quiet, um, that is just where you, you know, you set that, that um, ground that this is quiet time, we're meditating, but make it stress-free in that know that you are you know able to sit down and be quiet and yeah. get regulated they're not mm-hmm. so likely they might sit for a couple minutes and then they might go play with a toy you know or do something else or whatever that looks like or they might really be super hungry so you might be able to get your quiet time by pouring a bowl of cereal or cutting up some apples and then that keeps them occupied while you get a couple minutes to, you know, at least get some deep breaths and kind of center yourself, write down some thoughts, do a quick stretch. Um, but that becomes a part of, like, the collective routine. It, it may not be for this time being that, okay, I'm able to get quiet time unless you can kind of beat their wake up time or get it in when they, you know, when they go to bed. So I say definitely for sure incorporating it together with them. Um and then also, and I'm just going to give this resource resource because I love it and a lot of people are using it now, um, Cosmic Kids Yoga. So, yes, I am mm-hmm. Kids Jam Family Yoga all day long, but um, when I first started, one of the people that I looked to and that I really admired was Jamie from Cosmic Kids. And so she's got a whole suite and portfolio that's up and ready on YouTube. And Zahara asked, if I'm not available, can we do this or can I do this? And that does help to kind of keep her occupied for a moment. So uh, you have to engage with technology. That's one way to do it. Okay. Another another um, way in terms of mindfulness is when I talked about setting up like the different areas. So you got the play area, the area for um, studying, and which was real, Janine, you talked about not yelling. So Z has renamed it herself. She just called it her breathing zone. Right? Okay. I call it... <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yes, whatever you would like to call it, go there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's literally, it's like a little canopy. It's got her beanbag chair. It says quiet zone. She's got some crayons and stuff over there. She's got um, some squeeze toys. But if she needs to get a couple minutes, because not necessarily timeout, but I call, I call it a think space. You know, at her school, they call it a common chair. She calls it her breathing space. So, whatever works for you. Okay. <laughs> you know? Like, Love it. I'm here for yeah. it. Yes. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So, she goes to her breathing space when she needs to calm down. Because sometimes, right, at least right now, it's this notion of, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't necessarily work. You know? We're not quite there yet. We need to follow direction. <laughs> and so, when we're having a hard time with that, this is your time to, to recollect yourself and come back. And most times she does come back and she'll have a solution or say, you know, why she did that. Or she'll ask, uh, can I do this uh, instead? Whatever it is. But, it, you know, it, it works. 
So that I for sure would say that. Um, but just having like very clear areas and it's just helping them to kind of self-regulate because us, you know, obviously if we have a moment where we are frustrated and we yell not intentionally, then that was us blowing off our steam, but you know, for the moment, they don't necessarily, um, at least culturally, I'm say that culturally, that's not, that's not a normal thing. So in order to cultivate them being able to kind of like release some steam, express frustration, that's a positive way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other podcast show I hear coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Well, I mean, just in terms of like culturally what our norm is and breaking generational curses, to be honest, especially like, or patterns, I'll say, I won't say a curse, but patterns. Especially like in this time, mm-hmm. it's like right in your face, like whatever you got to work on, you know, or work through. It definitely is. Yeah. So that's why I said another episode for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know when that when when that when that comes out. Exactly. <laughs> okay. We will right. I might need to ask you all along. Let's do that. <laughs> y'all could y'all could be my guest. <laughs> to the side, making sure you're hitting 
um, all the contact points and you're rolling them. So it's akin to swaddling, but it's really good for the nervous system and just kind of, mm. you know, creating security and helping them to, to feel calm and grounded. And it's something that once they get used to it, if they're old enough, they can do it themselves. If you have siblings, they can do it together. Mm-hmm. And they can even, you know, if you don't have a matter of blanket, same thing, you know, arms by your side, you're rolling. And that just kind of calms you down, slows you down. Like I said, regulates because you're hitting all the points in your body. Hmm. I had a that the other day. Her and Satya were doing that with like this uh, mat that we have down in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were really into it. And I was like, okay, really? weirdos. And I just left them alone. <laughs> but they be knowing. Look. They be knowing, right? <laughs> they do. It is very soothing. Very, very soothing. They loved it. I'm trying then, that today. Yes. I'm, then I'm looking at my um, other note. The other one, I'm, people probably might not think of this as mindfulness, but playing. And I'm saying that because when you play, you know, it's, it eliminates all distractions and it takes you right to that present moment. Mm-hmm. And that's really all your kids want. They just want your attention in that present moment. Mm-hmm. So even though it might be counter to what's going, excuse me, to what's going on, right? We may have a Zoom call. We may be working on a deadline. A lot of different things. So within reason, um, set some limits on whatever is happening so that you can be present and just like really play with your kids. I mean, during quarantine, stuff that I have done with Z that we didn't do before, we did no contact tag one day. That was a lesson about social distancing. Mm. We done um, hide and seek and found some really cool, uh, you know, places in the neighborhood. Um, We have played hopscotch. Um, We even played jump rope with the two of us. I tied one end to the gate old school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just playing is an act of mindfulness because it's just requiring you to show up and fully be there no devices you know no distractions deadlines nothing else just you with your kids Mm -hmm. and I think that right there honestly lends itself to creating calm through times when you're not able to be as present because you have another priority you know in the moment whether it's work your own self-care or you know something else Mm. how do you play no contact (laughs) (laughs) Honey, I'm like making a list over here. All these things that are going to help me a mom, and one of them is that. So I need to know how to. No, you know, it's like the fake out. It's like, you know, oh, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. And then you get close to the person, and you're like, nope, that's how it is. That's what, no, that's what it is. It's, it's just a fake out. <laughs> but it's fun. You do the fake out until, you know, you don't want anybody getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. That's what it was. And the quickest way to wear them out. It sure is. Yeah. So it was definitely fun. Definitely a lot of fun. I love that. So I will say, Nubia, that it's been a free-for-all over here. (laughs) Like, I have not put any structure or anything in place. Like, he'll do his class. Once a day, sometime during that day, we'll do some homework. 
And then the rest of the day, he just doing what he want to do. But you have inspired me to put some structure in place. Um, (laughs) Because, yeah, we just been we just been thugging it out over here. That's a good idea. Because you know what I'll find is when it's time to do work, then it's a whole, it's an attitude behind it. I'm like, bro, you've been chilling all day. <laughs> like, really? So, but if he has that structure, that routine, like, okay, it's time to do work. And then after I do this, I know that I can go do X, Y, Z. Then um, we won't have as hard of a time. So I'm with it. You I'm here what? for it. Your son is older, so I would honestly say, um, like, tap into whatever his learning style is. Zahara mm-hmm. is very much so a visual learner. Okay. So I could say something to her. I mean, and she's young, but I could say something to her. And even though she heard me, she also hears her own spirit, as she tells me, or her <laughs> mind. You know, she hears all I love Zahara, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Write some of these things that my child is saying now. Yes, please. A whole book, okay? A whole book. Um, but yeah, so I put together a a chart for her. Um, and it's nothing fancy. I can actually email it to you guys. Um, mm-hmm. I I did purchase one at one point. I purchased one and I said, yeah, I said I should I should create one of these and I should sell it, which I I might. Mm-hmm. But we don't have the big fancy one because it has stars and all the little you know activities next to it. And if she did one, she got to put a star. This one is just real basic. I printed it out, I laminated it, I put it in the bathroom. And um, she knows, like, this is what I need to do. I love and, that. Yeah, but just to show you how much of a stickler she is or how, how kids like routine, I cleaned up the bathroom. I mean, because we've been doing this now over six months, so mm-hmm. she got it. She knows it like clockwork. When I tell you this week, she act like, oh, well, no, like, she just can't get together. She's like, I, I need my son. And I'm like, really? Yeah. She needs a sign for the things that, because I, cause I just think she she likes it, but it's like, I want to do what I want to do. And, and kids like structure. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, I need this. I, I like this. Can you so, please email us? If you don't mind, we could share it in the show notes. Thank you. Yes, because that makes a lot of sense because when he was having a hard time at school, they made him a visual schedule so that he could see, okay, I have to do this, then I have to do this, then I have to do this. And that worked really well for him. So it makes sense. And it also keeps him accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Nubia. This is why we had to have you on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I'm saying? He's older, so he... He can look and see what he has to do, and then that way, if he doesn't do it, you can hold him to it, and then you guys can, you know, come up with some sort of consequences. Like, okay, so 
you know. Well, that's y'all fault. Y'all supposed to do it longer. I'm making this up. 10 o'clock, it's time to read. So if you don't read at 10 o'clock, then at 2 o'clock, you're not going to be able to ride your bike, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yes, please send that right along. <laughs> And then when you when you do your upgraded version, I'll, send I'll us that too, <laughs> so we can link that in for everybody. Thank you. I, I did. I, I said that and I forgot about it literally until we just were talking about it. I said I, said I was gonna make one of these. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now is the time, honey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of the time, what has this time? Um, uh, like, what has this time highlighted for you that you yeah. would like to accomplish? I would like to accomplish. Uh-uh, it's fine. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's such a big question. Huh. <laughs> I mean, it's highlighted so much, and yet there is so much to uncover. But honestly, I think that the biggest thing that is highlighted for me because I, I literally could list a whole bunch of things. But it's really just to be present and to um, appreciate those around you that are closest to you. But just to appreciate people just in general. Like, you know, like appreciating you guys and the interaction. Like, to just appreciate, be present. <laughs> that's how, that's an easy way to say that. Mm-hmm. Just to be present. That's that's really what it's, what it's, um, what it's taught me. And that's what I want to take away, like, once things pick back up, I, I'm not of the mindset that things are going to return to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is clearly a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are having a hard time embracing that. But at least for me coming out of this, I want to go forward and just continue to be present and maximize the, the present moments. I say. Yes. Oh. but let me think let's see something more less philosophical let's see (laughs) (laughs) so something I was you know I was starting to say before we started recording was with all the the cooking and I've been eating actually I mean I I think I tend to eat a lot of raw and fresh foods but I I feel like I'm cooking more Mm -hmm. um because just being totally honest, I feel like I wasted so much food before mm-hmm. this. Like, mm-hmm. so much food. Um, but now that I'm cooking, like if I'm juicing or just cutting up apples or even making my greens, I don't want to throw away, you know, chunks or bits that might seem like, oh, they're not good. I'm I'm wanting to figure out what to do. So I'm looking into me getting a dehydrator so that I can um, make bread from the pulp. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to look into composting, mm-hmm. which also ties into me trying to figure out how to, you know, grow certain things indoor that are, you know, sustainable for me to do so. Yeah. So those are some things that I'm looking forward to doing going forward is just really like how to you maximize my resources. So it's kind of like the same thing, but it's, it's all the way around. Like, so we think about being holistic, like I'm, I'm really like embracing that and that's a beautiful thing because it's like little by little by little by little. Yeah. Um. It's some something new comes up and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh. That's so dope. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm be those, calling you. <laughs> <laughs> all those things are super important. 
um, you said something, but now I'm distracted because now it's like banging on this thing. That's okay. She said, let her have a cameo. Okay. <laughs> okay. And whatever she banging on, we don't hear it. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, was about the, it was about the dehydrator. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That joint changed our life. We were really? actually... We were actually talking about what has this time brought up for us. And one of the girls was like, you know, we have more time at home so we can be doing things that we used to do, like making fruit roll-ups. And I was like, oh, my God, we didn't make fruit roll-ups. So we pulled out the dehydrator and, like, got busy. And so, yeah, it's it's things like that kids really love to do. And then they, like, if they're involved in it, then they'll eat it, you know. That's another thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, honestly, I feel like we all know, cause, and our kids know to, to the point that we made earlier, we know exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, yeah, we've been doing green juice, and Z has been drinking those. We did respiratory steams. You know, um, mm. she tried more new foods. I mean, I'm making some greens and mix the collars and kale. And so I bit off a chunk of the kale, and she's like, I want some. And I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want her to try it because I'm thinking if she tries this, then, like, in this date, then she's not going to eat kale. She's like, I like it. So I'm thinking to myself, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'm like, we'll go with that. If you like it, cool. Let's keep that going. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, um. It's opened up some new doors for sure, but I think it's just kind of really getting us back to the basics of caring for ourselves, caring mm-hmm. for our families, yeah. being intentional about the foods that we're eating, um, how to preserve what we might normally think, okay, this is trash, but how can we repurpose it? Um, and all of that like might not seem like it's connected to being mindful, but it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's freedom our liberation too so i mean it's all all connected it is because honestly just going back to the piece about um you know self-love and that like you said being liberated being free having a connection to the community that if nothing else like you know i know we're all worried about our kids during this time and like what grade level um someone is going to put them at but that's that's really not the lesson. The lesson is that at home, like we're the first teachers, and we have to teach our kids how to take care of and care for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that is gonna be some math and some reading and some history and philosophy. Like it's all <laughs> gonna be mixed up in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and some technology because that's just the world we live in. Now, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They they gonna be covered on that because they are natural okay. teachers. They are just that's their thing. <laughs> So as long as we give them access, they they working it out. Um, so yeah, so I I think really being being present and centering our own you know wellness first, t- really taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. um, and modeling that for our kids. So if you need to take a break, take a break, um, and take a break. And let me let me back up and say some essential ways. So Janine is an essential worker. You can probably speak to this way better than I can. But I'm thinking if if you're you know a parent and you're at home with a partner, one person is working, maybe you can't. Um, in my case, 
case, like I'm a, I'm co-parenting with someone, so I have days where I don't have Zahara, and it gives me some prep time. But if I lived in a house with somebody, maybe you have to take shifts, and you know, you take a couple hours with the kids, and you know, you guys do what you need to do, and I'm gonna take a couple hours. I'm focused on me and what I need to do, and then we'll kind of we'll switch it off. Um, and if let's say, right, you happen to be like me, a co-parent, and you have time when you don't have your child to grocery shop or, you know, do nothing, sleep, set that routine, whatever it is that you need to do to kind of get yourself together. Um, those are practical ways to do it. You guys heard me talk about my aunt. That's a new thing. So I will say, um, not to be counter to any, um, orders or anything like that, but you definitely have to build some sort of community and trust. Absolutely. If really need a break um and so i was thankful that i was able to get that support for to record this uh this podcast but it's also in being safe we've been quarantined wearing masks uh, outside still maintaining the social distance but my was there for me to you know uh offer support to take her for a couple moments so that i could do this podcast so thank you auntie (laughs) thank you auntie that was an unexpected blessing but as this continues to go on it's really Mm -hmm. rethinking okay how do we make this work Mm -hmm. how do we stay safe stay safe and what makes what makes sense you know yeah right so hmm i know know, but if not though remember we talked about because if like right shaquan if you're a single person, then you gotta catch the the daylight hours or the um the you know whichever hours are your peak performance for you. Like I'm not a person. People say I'm late. I try that. I that I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So literally, what works in our household is that when I'm putting the hard to bed, I'm putting myself to bed, and we have races and we get together, which also is a lesson in personal care, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I get to show her how to take care of her body. I'm teaching her how to take care of her body and that it's her own all before we go to bed. But I'm getting up because that's the time I got. I got at least, if I get up at 4, 4.30, I got at least an hour and a half, two hours before she gets up at 6. Um, if it's the weekend and by the grace of God, she don't get up at 6, I got it most time, you know? Yeah. But it's taking those times that you know work for you if it's when they go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Then the bedtime has to be like absolute. Um, and and to kind of encourage you, even though we talked about a schedule for the kids, get a schedule for yourself. Because sometimes when you're in a stressful moment, you're like, oh my gosh. But if you can see on a schedule, like, okay, it's 3 o'clock, but at 5 o'clock I'm about to shut this thing down. Mm-hmm. We're going to get dinner cracking. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to get ready for bed. You'll, you'll get an extra little boost of energy because, you know, I got, I got uh-huh. some markers, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I can do this. You definitely I, will get that extra boost of energy. Yeah, you know. And then also, I'm going to be honest, too, put yourself like a little cheat sheet on the side. Like, um, so I, I ordered these dry erase boards to put on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, one to help me with meal planning and prep. Oh, I could definitely add it onto my list. Because I've been cooking. But that's one thing I'm trying to master coming out of this joke. Um, 
but I got the the meal plan and prep, but there's another little list on the side that I put for random things. Mm-hmm. And so you could put a little cheat sheet of activities that would be helpful to just give you a break, right? Like if it's, okay, let me go for a walk. Let me mm-hmm. go yeah. for a bike ride. Yeah. Uh, let me sit outside on a porch. And if those are things that, you know, kind of give you peace and silence, whether by yourself or with your kids, because sometimes, you know, even if we have a routine, we need to break it up and take a break, mm-hmm. um, which is something else. Um, I don't know how I forgot this one, but when it started, um, me and Z talked about nature breaks. So we sat down, we had a whole conversation about the coronavirus and social distancing, but um, nature breaks is another part of like being mindful, but also being healthy, <laughs> getting that good vitamin D mm-hmm. that's essential. Right, we talk about vitamin C, but vitamin D is is also like crucial. Um, and get you know, just getting outside, getting outside in nature, connecting with the earth, um, breathe, you know, fully breathing, taking deep breaths. So that would be a part of like you know your schedule. But if you need to take multiple nature breaks, mm-hmm. um, go for it. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you, Nubia. That, you had, you had some gems in there. <laughs> yes. Um, so how can people find you on social media? So on social media, I am at Kids Jam, K-I-D-S-J-A-M-M. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't post as much, but at Nubia Lives Yoga. And if people want to, like, reach out, they can do kidsjam at nubialivesyoga.com. Okay. Really good with email. <laughs> okay. Okay. Really good with email. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, of course, the website, um, www.kidsjam, uh, K-I-D-S, and jam is with two M's, so J-A-M-M.com. Okay. All right. And we'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Um, but again, please share your, um, schedule with us and we'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. Or is it on your website, your schedule? You know what? It's not, but I'm glad that you said that because I will create a blog post and I will put it up there. Um, but I'm, but these, the principles that I'm going to share with you, they're just blank. Oh, okay. 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 Cool. Okay. Well, we're going to link all of that in the show notes and, um, (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and sharing a piece of yourself with us. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. I'm so honored that you all asked me. And um, I know I can talk a lot. So No. <laughs> we enjoyed no, it. Not. No, this no. is great. Yes. We really enjoyed all of the, the, the gems that you shared. Because I definitely I definitely um, had some takeaways that I'm going to try to implement sometime this week. Good. And, yeah, and then call me, too. I mean... Yes, thank you. I might be hitting you up like, girl, remember you said? (laughs) Call me anytime. anytime. (laughs) Thank you. So for our Bay Corner um, this episode, we would like to lift up um, Amber Isaac in uh, particular. Uh, She has been the latest, unfortunately, the latest um, person to... um, not make it after giving birth to a a child the latest black woman let me be more specific the latest black woman unfortunately to not make it after birthing a child and um 
um i mean this is loaded like it's real heavy and unfortunately this is not anything new for our community um we've said it in regards to the black maternal infant and mortality rates um and we've said it just in general listen to black women and um for whatever reason that still seems to be a challenge for society as a whole um and it's just really unfortunate that people have to lose their lives um before some people like get a clue or take it seriously or i don't i don't know um i'm not sure what it's going to take um or like how many more people have to die um especially from preventable things if it was something that was out of everyone's control then i totally understand that but if it's from things that are preventable then there's absolutely no reason that someone should have to lose their life um so we lift up amber isaac and all those other black women who unfortunately lost their lives after um giving birth to a child that's just not what you envision when you um, think about um, bringing a new life into this world. But that is uh, the unfortunate um, scenario that can sometimes happen. And it's really heavy for me, for all of us. So, yeah. As always, um, you can find me um, on Instagram at doula for the people, um, on Facebook at the people's doula, and um, of course, our uh, podcast page on Instagram and Facebook is Birth Worker Bays. Um, so I will hopefully connect with you all there. Peace. This is Janine. You can find me on Instagram at Maganga Midwife or at underscore herbs in the hood underscore. You can also find me at Birthworker Bays. Um, also, I'm on Facebook. Never, but I still have a page. It's Janine Valerie Logan, um, but I'm really on there. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show. Everyone stay safe. Keep your face covered and do what you need to do to protect yourselves and protect your mental and emotional well-being. Take care. Peace.